On this episode of Off Course Agility, I'm going to be talking about champs. So are you going to champs this year in Springfield, Ohio? I won't be. However, I did make some magnets and I've arranged for them to get there. Uh, if you want the magnets that uh, I was selling back in 2021, they look pretty much the same this year, They're, but they have 2023 on them. And I took off the off course agility on them because I'm not there. So I'm not really promoting it. <laughs> and, and frankly, on the podcast here, I haven't been recording as many as I have been. So now they're just a, a nice champs magnet. Uh, and I, I want to just thank uh, Pat and Tom Maloney Harmon for uh, taking on the selling of them. And uh, I'll thank a little bit later on a future podcast, maybe the transportation team that got them there. But I don't want people swamping the transportation team until they get to their designated selling location. Anyway, on the forum, uh, somewhere someone posted a uh, sheet, and I think it was Marcy Maddie's, but I'm not sure. It was like a, uh, it's entitled Champs Info for Newbies. So this, this podcast is going to kind of steal a little from that document, but it's also going to be my own commentary. And uh, now remember, I never really participated in champs as a handler, as a participant, but I've been to three champs now. Belle, my sister's dog, Belle the Beagle, she attended her first champs in pre-elite back in 2017 when it was in Sunbury, Ohio. And then in 2019, I think she was in elite at that point. I think. I can't remember. Or was she still in pre-elite? I don't remember now. But anyway, in 2019, she attended champs again. And then her, I think she was in pre-elite again. So she was in pre-elite twice, I believe. Um, I should have invited my sister out to this one, <laughs> to keep me honest. And then her final champs uh, was in 2021. And uh, there she was definitely in the elite category of champs. Um, and frankly, uh, you know, to go to champs, technically you're supposed to qualify in, in some way. But this year, I think the numbers are a little low. So I think they did take quite a few second chance entries, which means that maybe those dogs didn't actually meet the qualifications uh, to get into champs. And I'll make a comment on that. Like back in 2017, Bell, some probably would have said Bell wasn't really um shouldn't have been there because she was still the really new dog and she qualified but she actually qualified using and it was fine in this that year it was legal she qualified by using intro <laughs> intro uh points um 
which I don't know. I don't think they let you do that anymore. But like I said, this year, I know that there's second, second chance entries uh, were definitely uh, entered. So I think there probably are some dogs that maybe didn't get the full qualifications in pre-elite that maybe I think the qualifications, and don't quote me because I wasn't I decided early on, and, I'm, and Trace was not qualified, that you needed 100, I think you needed 100 regular cues. That was at least one of the qualifications, I think, for pre-elite. And elite, I think, has slightly different. Um, but anyway, this I'm recording this the weekend, the Saturday before the week of champs. So you are either qualified or you're not, and you're either going or you're not. But I thought I would record this um, podcast in, in a way to, uh, you know, for maybe new people, that are going or even for the veterans that are going there just to you know remind people of all the fun that they're going to have and uh, all the things that go on there so um but you know i'll say uh, i'm going to say one final thought about bell in regards to bell she went to three champs and maybe that first one she wasn't totally qualified but i'm glad in retrospect she went because She's done now. She's never going to champs again. She's not trialing anymore because you, and this is important to remember at champs or at any trial, you never know when your last agility run is going to be. And Belle, um, you know, she, she, although she just turned 10 recently, just the other week, or, or this week, I should say, Belle turned 10 this week. That's not that old. There'll be lots of double-digit dogs at champs running real well. But for Belle, she's, she ran out of steam. Her body body is not, uh, you know, uh, not allowing her to do agility anymore. So you never know when that last run's coming. So the most important thing while you're at champs or at a pre-trial or at any trial, have fun with your dog. And always remember, you never know when that last run is coming. Uh, you can take, uh, you know, perfect care of your dog, uh, but you never know when that last run is coming. All right, let's, I'm going to kind of follow the outline from this document. And and just to go that this, I, I'm following generally what's in this document about champs info for newbies, which I think was posted by Marcy Maddies. But if it wasn't her, just an FYI, if you post something to the NADAC forum, especially a document, put your tight, put your name on there so I can give you credit. I'm, I'm, I'm admitting I'm stealing a little from this. I'm going to be adding my own commentary too. But uh, if you do something like give yourself credit on the on the on the PDF or on the document that you post, so I can give you credit. And I think it was Marcy Maddie's who was a guest, but I'm I, not 100% sure because I downloaded this a while ago and I was just looking at it recently. So first, safe travels to everyone who's traveling out to Champs right now. Now Champs, um, the week of Champs, Champs begins on the Thursday, but the Tuesday and the Wednesday before Champs is the pre-trial. It's known as the pre-trial. So let's start with that. The pre-trial, and you know, it's kind of late now to sign up, but you know, for the future, remember the pre-trial, if you are new, the pre-trial, and even a veteran, 
the pre because this year it's Springfield, which it's been to before, and maybe your dog has been there before and, and run there before. But if not, if you were going the first time, the pretrial is a great opportunity to have your dog run in the facility. It doesn't have quite the same pressure because you're just running an oil, a relatively ordinary um, agility run, be it touch and go or chances or whatever they're running. And frankly, I don't even know what they're running this year. Um, but anyway, that's your chance. Now, as an observer, and, and Trace did run in the pretrial back in 2021, I'm going to say, because I'm honest, I always speak my mind, it can be a bit chaotic. Because what happens is they have two rings running, and like one might be running, say, touch and go, which, you know, generally any dog can run at any time. And then although there's a run order, people don't always follow. It's not like a real trial where people generally try to file the run order. And this is because maybe in the other ring, they're running chances. So it might be a lead chance. And usually, I don't know what they're doing this year, but generally, the pretrial, they run all the levels. So you might have elite chances, you have open chances, and you have novice chances. So your dog might be an elite, and you might be, you know, I don't know, the 25th dog to run over in the elite touch-and-go, um, because all the touch-and-go, it doesn't matter what level you're in. And then, you know, you might be the first dog listed. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm just making this up. But you might be the first dog over there in the elite uh, uh, chances at, at, I don't know what height. Maybe they start in high to, you know, high to small or whatever. Anyway, it can get chaotic. can get a bit chaotic because some people will just run their dogs whenever they want. And partly it's because they have to run the dog at the proper height within the chances that's going on maybe in the second ring. But it gets real confusing sometimes. So one of the best rules in general when you go to the pretrial and in champs too, you got to just kind of chill, which I'm not always good at. You kind of just need to chill. You know you'll get your run in generally. But uh, a lot of dogs are in the pretrial, and sometimes it can go pretty long because they're running. Uh, I think they usually run three different classes, I think. So whatever ring the touch and go, you know, at some point that ring would probably flip to something else later in the day. Uh, it might be the chances runs all day long. I, I, I don't know. It's just something to be aware of. Obviously, you're going Springfield this year for the pretrial. And that's on Monday and Tuesday. And I think they have different courses. Some of them might be the same, like chances might be on both days. I don't know. I didn't look. I didn't look, so I don't know. But that's the pretrial. And and so it's kind of a normal trial, but it's kind of not because there's a lot of, uh, a little bit of, can be a little bit of confusing confusion because although there's a run order it's not always followed that closely which you know I, I, I'm very much an order guy like I like you know kind of following an order so uh, chill <laughs> remember chill um, and remember that the pretrial I mean you're running a normal course so if you do uh, do it cleanly you're going to get a cue um, and usually there are cue ribbons for that 
but sometimes they don't they're not there like that first day um, usually they'll be over um, near where the scoring wall later during champs will be and a lot of times you can pick up your ribbon the first day of champs and stuff so yeah I mean, you don't get to go over and get your ribbon right away uh, usually there's a decent amount of time and also the scoring is usually a little slower because there's so many dogs uh, to to run that the scoring can be a little slow but they will have the scoring out on a table somewhere uh, generally where the uh, ribbon wall uh, the award wall I guess yeah whatever they want to call it will be um, so you can go find it there at some point um, that that's the pre-trial section and as I said I'm trying to just basically follow what uh, is in this document but I, I'm because it's making me remember this now and since I have been to Springfield two times I'm just going to give a brief uh, description of Springfield as I remember it so you know when you come in you when you enter Springfield uh, the actual champions uh, or I think it's called arena or site whatever uh, if you're coming in from the road where this flagpole is there's door there's doorways there and the one doorway goes into the food concession area and let me say that food concession just FYI on the food concession area generally that is not open or has not been open in the past on the pretrial that will open up on Thursday when championships officially begins um, but anyway, you go through that food concession area and then there's, a, I think there's double doors to get into that. And then there's double doors that you get into the arena area. And then that'll be divided up into two rings for champions. You know, one side will be elite. One side will be pre-elite. And you can walk generally in there. You can walk. There's a like a alley with I don't know if there's bleachers on. I think there's bleachers on both sides. Yes, there is bleachers on both sides. You can walk that, you know, you can walk uh, an aisle and see the elite side or you can see the pre-elite side. During the pre-trial, one of those will be running one course and one of them will be running the other. Now, if you, you go around, and sometimes that might require you have to go outside and come back in, on the back side of the arena area, there'll be big double doors on both sides of the facility. And that is a big hallway gallery area that on the left, as you, if you come in from the right side of the, the, yeah, the right side of the facility and you go walking off to the left, you know, you walk the alley, um, on the left-hand side will be where the arena is that you just came through. And on your right-hand side of that um, that hallway, I'm calling it a hallway, is where all the stalls are. So there's a number of stalls. I think it was like from A to J or something. There's a lot of different stalls. And they go real deep, and that's where everybody can crate if you got yourself a stall. Um, and on... So if you're if you're going to work from the stall, when you come out of your stalls, you're either going to go to the right out of the stalls 
to go over to whatever's running. Usually pre-elite was on the right and elite was on the left. But watch this year, they'll switch it. But anyway, and during the pre-trial, you know, you'll go to whichever course you're trying to go to. All right, that's just kind of the facility I know. It's, um, audio descriptions aren't as good as a, a map or a chart, but uh, once you're there, you, you and that's the other nice thing about the pretrial is, you know, you get familiarized onto uh, the facility and and what's happening there. Um, the next thing in the document here is a little bit of what I was just talking about, the crating area. Um, some people do crate out of their cars. Some people also kind of crate from their RVs because around the whole arena in the, the building that has the stall, and that's all really one building kind of, all one enclosed area, uh, people are camping in RVs way in the back, uh, in front of the building, um, there's a, a wide area that people can uh, camp or RV from. So some people will actually uh, just walk in with their dogs from, from the RV, or maybe they rented a golf cart and they, they drive over and park. Um, there's parking all around that building. So you can park in the backside and you can walk in through all the stalls. You can park on the right side and come in through one of those, uh, the door that leads to the major hallway that runs right straight through. You can park on the left side, come in the, the hallway on that side. Um, there's also, I think there's side doors into the stalls at certain parts. Um, I think so. I think there's one on each side of the stall area on the sides, but most of the entries into the stall area are from the back. So uh, when we were there in 2019 and 2021, we generally, because uh, we were camping, but we generally jumped in in my, my truck and we would drive around and park on the back side uh, outside of the doorway where our stall was located. A little bit on stalls. Um, that's not in this document, but I'm gonna just mention it, is my sister, Leanne, she always wanted to make stalls, even at Sunbury. Um, I must admit, the stalls in Springfield are much nicer. Uh, a stall is a 10, 10 by 10 uh, room that you, know, you would normally put a horse in when, when these facilities are used for horses. So generally, um, and when you were RVing, generally they let the RVs in, I think, around noon on Monday. So we, in the past, we almost always arrived uh, on the grounds on the Monday, uh, you know, around noon or that. And then my sister and I would go and we would actually go decorate our stall. So that was good because, you know, my sister wanted to make it pretty and Face it, it's, you're going to live in it for a week. So I always appreciated it. And she likes to do that stuff. So, you know, we would lay down some sort of ground cloth or covering f uh, on the floor. And we would cover all the walls. My sister usually would find some sort of decor that she wanted to do the, uh, 
stall up in and uh, we would cover the walls and uh, we bring in our chairs sometimes we would have a uh, we usually had some sort of a, a bed like thing so you could lay down if you felt like laying down uh, we would rig up uh, the electric so we usually had some sort of purple lights on the outside we tried to make it nice um, you may want to do that you may not i saw lots of people that were in their stalls with just a crate and a chair <laughs> so it's totally up to you what you want to do but we always like to decorate and some people decorated way more than we did and some people did you know a little less decoration than us uh, whatever it's whatever you want to do and remember at the end you got to take it all down so the more you decorate the more work at the end but uh, that's that's the choices on how you uh, get to uh, you know how you might work there for the, the pretrial and for for champs and then uh the next thing in this document talks about is the raffle um and if you've never been to champs before the state raffle basket raffle is incredible um there will be baskets raffle baskets of various sizes some of them can be a crate jammed full of stuff um, sometimes it can be rather large items like uh, hoops or you know even chumps sometimes um, sometimes it's just a small little basket maybe it's from you know uh, uh, generally they're by state so you know this year in Springfield Ohio um, say somebody was coming from I'm trying to think a western state that maybe not a lot of people might come from like say you're coming from Utah, which I don't know, I mean, there might be a few, uh, but maybe Utah, there's only one or two people. So they might have a really small basket, but I'm sure it would be nice. Whatever they brought, I'm sure it would be nice. And uh, I, I remember back in 2021, um, and I'm blanking on the gentleman's name, but there was a, a judge from Canada. Why can't I think of his name? I apologize. I know your name. If you were in front of me, I'd know who you were. But thinking of you right now, I can't think of your name. Anyway, he brought a little honey. Oh, and it was good honey, too, because I think I think I won that. Yeah, I won that basket. So it was like two bottles of honey and a, a honey candle. Um, and Or I don't know, maybe my sister won it. But anyway, uh, so there'll be various baskets of different sizes. And you definitely, uh, well, you know, remember, you got to, bring it home, but uh, it's a lot of fun. And the important thing to know there is if you are at the pretrial on Wednesday, Wednesday is the opportunity to usually to get the best buy on tickets because, uh, and I, I haven't seen anything yet on the forum or anything about it, but usually it's the Bruce, uh, the Bruce Vincent Memorial uh, raffle basket bargain, and you get 300 raffle tickets for a hundred dollars it's a lot of money but you get a lot of tickets uh, i don't remember the pricing post you know wednesday uh, but you're not going to get that good a deal on the tickets it might be i'm not even going to guess but yeah i mean you can buy just one or two you know you can buy 20 you can buy 50 if you want or if you get there wednesday you can buy the 300 tickets for a hundred dollars that's the great deal and that's what my sister and I did and then you know if you have that many raffle tickets it's important maybe you want to bring some stickers to put your name you know use 
address stickers and put them on the back. Just remember, it has to fit on a normal, you know, raffle ticket type thing. I also have seen people using stamps. They had a stamp made with just their name, and they would stamp their names on there. So, because uh, uh, the first year we went, we didn't have address. We didn't remember. We didn't think to bring address. Uh, and when you're writing your name on 300 tickets, uh, you get writer's cramp. So, <laughs> it's something else. Something else. I think I'm going to take a quick break so I can... Uh, get a sip of water and catch my breath and then I'll continue uh, on with the general order of this document here so I'm going to take a quick break and I'm back continuing on and following uh, the order that's in this document um, if I can find this document again on the forum, maybe I'll try to put the link to it in the show notes. I don't know if I can find it again because I downloaded it. It was a while ago, like I said. Anyway, the next thing this document mentions is the divisions. Uh, talks a little bit about the divisions. So if you're in pre-elite, there's they're very limited. Uh, the divisions uh, in pre-elite, it's pretty much like mini dogs, small dogs, medium dogs, large dogs, extra large dogs. Um, maybe there's a super extra large, I don't know. But it's generally just by size of, you know, size of dog. And that might mean too, like the medium, maybe some of the mediums, uh, I don't remember if it's totally by jump height or not. Yeah, I think, I think it might be. But like all these dogs could be, <laughs> You know, it's possible because if I ever go to champs, uh, my dog might be pre-elite and he's almost a veteran now. So, like, that won't really apply other than it would be his jump height. But he would still be a, a medium dog, say. Um, so you'll be competing. He'd be competing if I, if I wasn't in, in pre-elite. He'd be competing against, you know, younger dogs if you say he some time in the future, we, I was able to run them. Um, so that's pre-elite. And like I said, I know that pre-elite was, pre-elite is where you're going to see the dogs that aren't so good. Some of them. Some of them are going to be great. Some of them are going to be, well, that dog could be an elite. Sure, probably some of them could be. But it is the choice of the handler and, and also, you know, where they, they are currently in their agility career. But uh, it is the, the, the class, the, that side of the ring, you might see some dogs that aren't, aren't up to snuff. So let's, let's just say that. Uh, and then uh, you have the elite uh, dogs, which will be on one side of the arena or the other. And in elite, there's a much more broad uh, categories uh, that your dog might be judged against so the other dogs are running because there's you know there's like double digit dogs there's veteran dogs i think there's veteran handler uh and then there's still the sizing too you know you have the different sizes so uh, in elite there's they break it up much more uh and you have all that uh um all those different categories and and those categories that that determines 
what dogs you're competing against. I, I don't like the word compete, but those are the dogs at champs you are competing. The, the, those are the dogs you're competing against for placement, first, second, third. And then how many placements there are determined, I think it, I think they almost always have three, no matter what the size of the group. But that grouping of how many, it, I think it can go to eight maybe. If there's a lot of dogs, I think you might be able to get a, a ribbon award up to eight, definitely seven probably. Uh, but it really depends on the size of your grouping. If you're, you're in some group that's very small, they're not going to give everybody one. All right. Uh, I think that's it on the uh, divisions and stuff. Then the next thing in this document is run order during champs. Uh, like I said, it's uh, pre-trial is all, you know, there is a run order posted, but it can be chaotic. It's not always followed. But it, in when it comes to champs, when champs starts running on Thursday, it's super important. Don't, don't get uh, obsessed about it. But it's super important for you to be there. But you don't want, you'll get the hang of it real quick. You don't want to be too early because you don't want your dog hanging around too early. And the way it works there is it's staged. Remember, the runs are longer because the course is a little longer. So every run is going to be a minute or more for every dog. And there'll be three boxes that lead in to uh, the pre-elite and the elite side. So you're talking, you know, one, two, three. That's three minutes of dogs. And also, they're announcing the dogs. Um, the announcer will be announcing the dogs on one side or the other. Uh, and sometimes I think they try to announce both in regards to what number they're up to. And that's the thing. If you're, if you're going to Champs now, you already know probably what your dog's number is. And that number is um, important because uh, each day your dog number will determine, well, it'll, it'll go random. Uh, one day you might be uh, running in the early groupings and then the next, or in, you know, and the next day you might be more in the middle of the groupings of dogs running. And then, you know, the next day you might be toward the end. And um, I'll say, I, I, I'm not totally following this document, but the document does mention all the, these things that are coming in mind. But in addition, there's a morning run and an afternoon run. And generally, wherever you run in the morning, uh, that's where you're going to run in the afternoon. So um, you have to be aware where, where things are, but there are so many dogs. It's not like a normal trial where there might only be 30, tri uh, 30 dogs running in the class. You know, you've got 100 or 150, 200 dogs. I don't know what the entries are this year of dogs that are running in, in the pre-elite. Well, pre-elite will definitely probably be less, uh, but in the elite ring. And the, the, and the other thing that uh, is mentioned here uh, I'm definitely going out of order of this uh, document. Um, but NADAC does a, a pretty good job of ensuring that um, if you're running more than one dog, that you know, you're not going to have a conflict. They try to definitely make it so that your dogs run at different times so that 
uh, you're, you're not going to have a problem in like running right from one ring, like from right from the, you know, if you have a dog in elite and pre-elite, like you have to run immediately over to pre-elite and, and, you know, drop your dog and then get another dog and go to pre-elite. Generally, there's plenty of time for you to, to, to go, you know, back and forth and stuff. So, uh, let me see. I know that's in here somewhere, but I can't find it now. What page? Uh, maybe I went by it already. But I know that's mentioned in here that, that it's in this document that they do. NADAC tries to do a real good job about not having you uh, stress over that. But just remember, it is important for you to get to the line so that you enter the, the box when it's your turn. But don't stress over it. Remember, stay chill. <laughs> All right. Now, when Champs actually starts, uh, which will be the Thursday, it's pretty important to go to that. Uh, it's pretty important every morning to go to the briefing. But the morning briefing on that first day on Thursday, which generally starts pretty early, like 7 a.m., and I having been at Springfield in 2019 and 2021 um, and being an RVer, generally I remember I was able to at least hear an, an announcement saying that the briefing was going to begin across all of the fairground. You didn't hear the briefing out in the fairground, but you heard an announcement that the briefing was going to begin at such and such, you know, so you knew to Get your butt in there and listen to the briefing. But generally that first day, it's early, it's 7 a.m. And you want to be there because that's where, you know, whatever problems, Chris Nelson will go over, you know, the general, how it's going to run. And if there's any issues or things, he's going to address it. Uh, and he's going to talk to you about it. And that would be the same every morning. But it, the first morning will be the longest for sure. And then after that briefing by Chris, then um, that you will be, uh, they will open up, the course will have been already set on the pre-elite and the elite side, and they'll start walkthroughs. So the walkthroughs will begin and they'll be limited to a certain set of handlers to go walk the course. And usually there's, uh, Super Stakes gets like a special walkthrough. I forget if they get to go first uh, before everybody else or if they get to do it at the end. But there's usually a, a special walkthrough for them. But everybody else who's just in elite, uh, you will like it'll be like hand, you know, run orders, you know, the first set of people running from one to 50, say. Uh, or maybe they don't let that many on. But it'll be like some group, some amount of people. And you'll go out there and you'll walk. You'll have your five five to ten minutes. I forget how long they do it for. And then everybody gets to walk. And there's also the special walk for the stakes handlers. After that all happens, then uh, the runs begin. And uh, like I said, it's important for you to uh, be aware, be aware of uh, why, where you're running that day because you want to show up um, on time, but don't stress over it. And that's the thing, I, I said that at the beginning, uh, I'm going to say it again. 
especially for a new person, it can be super confusing. But ask, if you're confused about anything, ask others. Try to stay chill. Try to take things as they go. Because at every chance, there is some confusion. There always is. Uh, it's just the way, the way it is when you're putting on a big event. But once they start doing those runs, generally it runs pretty dang well. And uh, the other thing I didn't mention, um, I know this year they were asking, you know, the handlers that are running uh, champs to, to, to try to, you know, sign up to work. And they had some, some system that you like, you, I don't know, you got your, your swag bag or something if, if you volunteered. And otherwise, I think you had to pay for it or something if you didn't want to volunteer. But most people do volunteer. So you probably pre already pre, pre you know, uh, signed up for that. And you had to take that into consideration with your run order, too, because you can't work uh, in a group if that's when you're supposed to be running. So that's something else you need to, to, to think about. And if you do work during the actual championships, if you work and, and volunteer, they, you will get raffle tickets for a special workers raffle, which is separate from the state raffle, state basket raffle. So, and there's often really nice stuff in the uh, workers raffle too. So usually they're just small little things, but maybe a leash or maybe a collar or, you know, a bottle of uh, maple syrup or something. I mean, there's, over the years, I've seen a lot of different things in the worker raffle. And once again, you take your raffle ticket, you put it into the bag and, and maybe you win that item and maybe you don't. Um, that worker raffle, though, doesn't apply for pretrial. So, it, I mean, if you want to help out, I highly encourage you to, to work during the pretrial, you know, to help make that part of the, the, the thing work. But you don't get a raffle ticket for that. I don't know that you get anything for pretrial if you, you help work that. But obviously, as with every trial, any trial, you need people to help to run the trial or you're not going to have it. So, but that's pretrial. Um, when it comes to the champs, it's a little different. And you got this nice little incentive, too. You get uh, some raffle tickets for, for whatever you do. And the jobs during championship, you can be a bar setter where you sit out on the course. You get a good view of, what's, of the dogs that run in that grouping. And uh, you can be a person who helps uh, stage the dogs through the boxes that lead into the thing. Um, and I think... Oh, and you can be the starter. There's a person that's like the starter who who helps get those dogs into the boxes. And I guess there's a leash run. Yeah, there's leash runners. Leash running there is a little different. You know, usually there's a judge that starts the dog in pre-elite or, or elite, and they will often pick up that leash and hand it to the leash runner who might... Uh, take it halfway across the ring or maybe all the way across the ring to maybe possibly a different leash runner. So sometimes there's more than one leash runner uh, because in general uh, at champs, the dogs enter in one, you know, they come in through the entry chute and then there's a longer exit chute. So a lot of times the leash has to like go across the ring and maybe around a right corner out to the end of where the ring is. So you need uh, more than one leash runner often to get it across while the dog's out there running. 
all right that that's that's working and the jobs and i'm on the sheet from this thing that says uh let the uh let the runs begin so yeah uh, once everybody walked and then you know it starts to run and it, so you'll have your morning runs and then at some point everybody's finished often the pre-elite ring will finish first because usually there's not as many pre-elite dogs and then the elite ring will finish when the elite ring finishes uh, usually then they will tear both courses down and they'll rebuild a new course now for the second run of the day and this is, applies to thursday friday and saturday because you get those six runs for pre-elite and for elite and those six runs determine uh, your placement overall in overall at the end of champs so uh, i think that's kind of what the sheet says and then um oh and then this page was talking about how nadak does a good pretty good job of uh, trying to keep the your run order so you don't have conflicts and you know the only thing i say is you know when you signed up to work hopefully you <laughs> you didn't give yourself any conflicts there but that's probably something you can change there at, at the at the champs if if you realize you're not you got a problem um then the the next thing in this thing is uh scoring now, if you've never gone to champs, uh, all you people going to champs, uh, you know, it's not your first rodeo, as they say. I'm sure you realize the scoring is different. So generally, and this document does a good job of saying this, generally how champs and the pre-elite uh, scoring also is the same. You are given 150 points. And what happens is you make your run. And say you ran your run, you have a fast dog, you did it completely cleanly, and you did it in 45 seconds. So your score would end up being 150 minus 45. You would have a score of 105, which is really, really good. You'd have a score of 105 points. And then on the course, uh, usually there are bonus lines. And these bonus lines aren't, aren't they, they often aren't horrible. <laughs> you know, they're not usually as bad as elite chances or anything like that. But there will be these bonus lines. If at the bonus line, you stay on one side of the line and your dog does all the obstacles on the other side of the line, you will get a bonus of 10 points. So that... 10 points would be added to your score. So in the case I just said, where you had 105, you get 115 if you did the bonus too. Now this is where champs is a little different. Because this is how it works there, and it depends on how competitive you wanna be and what you want your dog to do. Now remember, if you have a clean run during any of the champs runs, that's a cue. It's going to be an elite cue, most likely. I think even pre-elite, it's counted as an elite cue. You're going to get a cue in the Nadex system for that run if you were clean. So you didn't knock any bars, you did all the obstacles, you're clean. However, now in champs, you don't necessarily have to be you know, clean for the score of champs. So say, say you are in pre-elite, maybe, and uh, 
your dog maybe has some problems doing the 12 weave poles. And you put your dog through the weave poles and they pop at number 10. It's always number 10, you know. It's always that lot toward the end of the, the weave. Well, now you can certainly take your dog back to try to get a clean run and bring them all the way back and put them back through the weave poles. However, if you want a better score by this scoring system, you might want to just say the heck with it and go. Okay, so you didn't, you're not going to get a cue and you're not going to get a clean, you know, it's not a clean run from uh, the NADAC cue system, but for champs, you still have a champ score. So, uh, it, you know, because you got to remember, if you're taking more time to go back around to try to get through those weave poles cleanly, you're taking time and essentially reducing the score that you'll have. So that's where sometimes, you know, it depends on you how your mind works and how you are as a handler, whether you want to play the champ scoring system or you want to play like you would normally play at a real trial because you're not at a real trial you're at champs it's different so just beware that's how it works so there's a bonus where you can get maybe you know 10 extra points if you stay behind these lines and your time is subtracted from 150 so the faster the dog the higher your score will end up being and i'll just say this like i remember the very first trial back in 2017 with bell um like her first few runs, and I said she really probably wasn't qualified. But pre alert, she had like a zero and a zero. And then she got like a 33, and we were like, yeah, she got a 33. <laughs> so that was a good run for Bell uh, in 2017. <laughs> but uh, she did much better in 2019 and 2021. It was so much better. But anyway, you know, you play the game how you want to play it in regards to how the scoring works. But it is something you might want to consider while you're at champs. Do you play the champ scoring system or do you, you know, are you the way you're wired? You always want to go for that clean run. But, you know, especially when it comes to weave balls, that clean run is going to cost you points. All right. And then, uh, like, I think. Toward the final page here, uh, the very final page is like, I think, commentary. Uh, but on the, and now remind you, everything I was talking about up to now, you're talking Monday, uh, no, no, I'm sorry, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Those are the days of champs. You have a morning run, an afternoon run. Briefing, morning run, afternoon run. Once in a blue moon, there might be a quick briefing in between, like an afternoon briefing, but that's usually unusual. It's not usually standard. But so morning briefing, morning walkthroughs, you run. And I'll say, you know, once again, stakes runs by itself. So whenever they run the stakes, and I think they do begin with stakes because they don't want dogs running in pre-elite. They want stakes, the stakes class people, because they're trying to run their dogs at a distance. They don't want them to have any other distractions, like somebody calling a dog in the other ring. So if I recall, the stakes people run by themselves. So once again, morning briefing, morning walkthroughs. I think they do stakes. 
I think they usually start with stakes, but maybe they might end with it. But it, whatever, stakes is going to run by itself. Uh, and then, you know, everybody starts to run in the elite and pre-elite. All right, you take a break, mid midday break. They rebuild the courses. Everybody walks again on either the pre-elite or the leader, both. If you got dogs on both sides of the arena. And then you run again. And then at the end, everybody's done. And uh, you had a great day. <laughs> and I'll say also in between that, so somewhere usually, so you after that morning session, somewhere you, it gets better usually as champs goes along. But at some point there, they put up the placements. And you they, they turn, they, they keep the walls one way and then they turn the walls around and you see who won each division uh and they have the little uh, ribbons first place second place you know with the dog's name and every dog has a name and you don't take your dog's name but at the very end when champs is over you can take your dog's name but they'll put your dog's name on the wall and you will have like you know say say trace somehow was in it and he somehow he came in fourth he, you might have the fourth ribbon and it would say trace and you, you know you would then be able to go take that uh fourth place award and you can take it back to your stall or your car or whatever it's your award um but often that that comes much later and there also is a process that you can uh, I don't. I forget exactly how that because you, I think you do see the scoring. You yeah. I think you can see the scoring before they do the walls. There is an appeals process. Uh, usually, there's usually a, a way that a box you can put questions and appeal things, and uh, maybe even afterwards. I don't remember. I know occasionally there's sometimes it can be a change after the fact. Uh, anyway, that's so that's how the uh, the actual awards work. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's for pre-elite and elite. Uh, they, they get it for the different uh, divisions and classes and whatever of that. So that's Monday. Why do I keep saying Monday? That's Thursday, Friday. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So those six runs, morning, afternoon, that will then give you your overall score for champs. Now, I think it's like the top third of the dogs from the classes, and there's probably some special rules about you know, how there can be a few more or something in certain big classes maybe. But I think it's generally the top third of each division and class is then goes into the finals round. And the finals round will be on Sunday. Uh, there will also be a challengers round, or at least there has been. Uh, there was back, I think the challengers was in 2019. It was definitely in 2021 there was a challengers round. So all the dogs that didn't make finals, they get one more uh, run called the challengers run. And they can win, you know, they can, they can queue and they can win. A, a, I, think they, I think they give a placement award for that. Um, but anyway, it's an extra round. But some people, and I'll, I'll say this frankly, some people, some people who didn't make finals, some people just bug out at that point. Not many, but some people will just skip the challengers round, and you know maybe they want to go home. I mean, you've been there a long time, and who knows how far you have to travel. So some people will skip the challengers round. But uh, 
if you're there and you know it's a lot of fun it gives your dog another chance <laughs> another fun run for your dog and remember you never know when that last run is the whole thing is to have fun yeah your competition is maybe a little bit higher because it's championships but still you want to just have some fun um, also on that Sunday that's when the teams event uh, runs so you know people and you've probably seen that on on a forum or whatever or aware of it like three different dogs make up a team and they have a run on on sunday morning uh which is often you know fun <laughs> i don't know how to describe it but it's you know a, it's a fun run and those dogs will run this team event and then that that decides who wins the team award and then finally after you know the and I can't remember, I can't remember if the Challenger run runs with finals. I don't think so. I think they run the Challengers and then there's the finals that run. Um, but maybe they run concurrently. But there'll be less Challengers dogs than uh, probably. <laughs> well, maybe there won't be. I, uh, I can't remember this part. But there will be this final run for the people that are in the top third. And then that, I believe, I don't know how the scoring is this year. Generally, that's also added into the overall. So sometimes it can make a difference and sometimes it can't. But then there will be a delay after that because they got to, you know, run and calculate it. But then eventually there will be an awards ceremony. And the awards ceremony, I will say, people, some people definitely will be gone. Uh, they will have left. But obviously, if uh, you're winning an award, those people are going to stay to get their award, of course. And it's fun to watch um, people gather in the arena in their chair. You know, you bring a chair in and you, you sit and watch. And the winners of the classes, one, two, and three, will come up, have pictures taken. They get their awards, uh, you know, their silver cups or whatever. I can't remember all. It varies a bit, I think, uh, each year. Uh, and and they get their picture taken and all that. Uh, so it's it's a bit of a lengthy process. But if you know you've been if you've been there all all week and you're not itching to get home real quick, it's fun to watch that and see who actually is the winners in all the different divisions. And I think that's it for what's on the sheet. There's a little bit. Uh, I got. Whoop! I put my microphone on here, so if you hear a thud, that's why. Because I'm going to just move this last sheet over here, just so I can see it. Um, and here, uh, I don't know. There's not too much on this final thing. Miscellaneous. Yeah, yeah. It, but uh, the one thing it's kind of on here for sure. You're there. To have fun with your dog and you're there to have fun so i do encourage you to and i know i did it because uh, i wasn't really running and when i was there in 2021 i was trying to get some guests and i did succeed because i think uh, that's how i got marcy maddie's as a guest but uh, you know talk to people have fun um I, i've had a lot of great conversations with people in, at champs and uh, it makes it makes it for a fun event and if you are traveling, listen to this maybe while you're traveling out there or maybe you listen to it out there. I doubt that's going to be because once you get out there, you're going to be pretty busy. Um, you know, have fun. 
And for anybody who's listening to my podcast and not going out there, I do not know yet, but generally four-legged flicks, generally whatever event they are on, they do a live stream. So um, look for the live stream coming this week, starting on Thursday. Um, you might look for the live stream from Four-Legged Flicks if you get some time to watch. And remember, there'll be a morning run and there'll be an afternoon run. So uh, you can tune in anytime and you never know. Maybe you'll see somebody you know um, or you just see some great runs from dogs. So I'm going to take one break. I'll come back with uh, final uh, comments and stuff and uh, I'll wrap this one up. And I'm back to wrap this one up. So um, one of the reasons I decided to name this podcast Off Course Agility is I always figured I'd probably talk about some things that weren't really about agility. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm talking to people about agility sometimes and we're not at an agility trial. Uh, so the Off Course always seemed to apply. And uh, in my last episode, I was talking about my hunt for an RV. And uh, I actually will be using that RV while everybody else is at Champs. Going to be going to uh, a campground. I think I may have mentioned it in the last, uh, last uh, episode. But I do hope to use the RV next year to get to uh, a fair, fair amount or at least some trials, maybe some that I've not been to before. So that's my hope. Uh, but the off-course name, it applies when I'm not talking about agility. Uh, on this one, I am talking about agility. And I'm going to say I, I, I'll miss being at Champs, even though I've always been there just as an observer. And I've volunteered and helped uh, sometimes and got my worker raffle um, ticket. Uh, a bit sad that I don't really have a dog that, I can run, and Belle, unfortunately, is no longer. She's retired. Hence how I started. You never know when your last run is. So uh, whether you're going to uh, any type of trial or for all you people that are out at Champs, I wish you all the best. Remember, stay chill. Remember to love your dog no matter what they do uh, and have fun with them. And have fun out there. And uh, be kind to all your fellow handlers. I know sometimes it can get a little stressful. Try to remember you're there to have fun. Uh, so do your best. And sometimes it can be a little confusing, especially for newbies that are out there. I know it gets a little overwhelming. And sometimes it seems like on some trials, I mean, some champs, it seemed like they didn't have everything uh, totally as good as it could have be, but it's a big event. You got to give them a, a break too. Uh, they do their best. Uh, there's only a limited number of NADAC people that run that trial. They do depend on the volunteers and, and the handlers to help to do it and run it in a good way. So I'll end like I often do here too. If you want to get in touch with me, uh, you can always email to offcourse at optimum.net. And that's always in the show no notes. 
much to my regret because I get a lot of spam because of that. But you can email me at offcourse at optimum.net. Um, and I think that's probably it. So I know a lot of you uh, will be at Champs. And some of you might actually not be at Champs and maybe going to a trial. I know there probably, I didn't look at the calendar, but usually there are a few trials here and there, sometimes even the week of Champs. So I'll leave everybody with my normal. Uh, if you go into a trial or Champs, happy trialing. <laughs>